If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. The first thing I did is I went to the library and checked out probably every photo book that was there. And then um, I would go to like garage sales. Every time I went to a garage sale or a used bookstore, I would just pick up books on photography and then I'd read something and then I'd go and try to practice it and try to do it myself. And I just kept kind of doing that. And then eventually at some point I was like, you know, maybe I should go to school for this. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. For listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, Pro Photo is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code Photo biz help. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Hey, Photo Biz Help fam. I am super excited and kind of nervous to announce something brand new that you're going to want to keep an eye out for, I think. And it is called the Photo Business Help Greenhouse. You've heard me come at you with a lot of stuff in the last couple of years, and this is a accumulation of all those efforts and a way to synthesize, aggregate, and make all of this stuff available to you at an affordable price point, and most importantly, with access to a beautiful community. So the Photo Business Help Greenhouse is the only membership of its kind that offers lifestyle photographers a nurturing space to connect a proven path to clarity using my experience with the other courses and content I've taught over the years, and the exact tools that you need to grow a profitable and, more importantly, enjoyable photography business without the burnout, the overwhelm, and the feelings of isolation that many of us business owners get. So what's included? Uh, Full access to the entire photosynthesis course, previously Profit Plan, and all of the other courses, weekly coaching, community, connection, a big old resource library, guest experts each month, talking about things like client communication, SEO, and mindset, and all sorts of other goodies, a private Facebook group for members only, exclusive events, all kinds of stuff. So I might be missing something, but the Photo Business Help Greenhouse is a membership that you're going to want to at least take a look at if any of this sounds super fun to you. Before the doors officially open, which will be sometime this summer, 2021, you can jump on the Photo Business Help Greenhouse waitlist. 
And that way, when things happen and start to happen, you'll be the first to know and you can learn more about it then. So head to photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist to get on the greenhouse waitlist. You can also learn a little bit more. There's some copy on that page to read about so you can kind of digest what I've just listed off here. So photobusinesshelp.com or photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist to get on the waitlist for the greenhouse. You're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. I'm Natalie Jennings. Thank you for listening. Today is another listener story, and we are going to be talking to Letta of Letta Photography. I've known Letta for many years. She has a great story about how she started getting interested in photography and eventually leaving corporate America to go all in on photography. She also has some great advice for listeners at the end of part two. So without further ado, here is my interview with Letta. Hey, Letta, thanks for joining me on the Photo Business Help podcast. Welcome. Hi, thanks for inviting me. This is great to be on here. I'm really honored to to be on your show. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you here. You and I have known each other and worked together in various capacities for a lot of years. And why don't you just let folks know your business name and what kind of photography you do? All right. So I'm Letta from Letta Photography, and I shoot mostly couples. So my motto is that I help, uh, oh, wow, couples. Uh, <laughs> I help couples celebrate love. So I uh, basically shoot uh, couples engagements occasionally, but mostly just like really shooting couples. Very cool. Very cool. And we've worked on that together a bit. And yeah, I love it. So before we get into what you're doing now, I'd like to just kind of rewind to day one, sort of Letta's first camera, Letta's first kind of (laughs) pull in the direction of photography. So maybe just speak a little bit about how you got involved in this. All right. So I don't know how far back you want to go, so I'll try to make it short. Uh, But (laughs) way back (laughs) when I was, I'd say about 11 or 12 years old, I was in 4-H. And one of our things is that we had to memorize our, you know, model and all that type of thing and the pledge. And I was remember looking through my 4-H book and I came across this page and it had this photo and it showed this guy who was doing basically an illusion of making it look like he was holding another person up um, in the air. And I just kept staring at that photo going, I want to know how to do that. But I didn't say anything, of course, Mm. uh, about that. And so just kind of skipping years ahead there when I got into high school. We were going on a trip. Our church group was going on a trip to Wisconsin Dells. And my grandfather was always kind of the family photographer, always had a camera, that type of thing. And he had just bought a new one. And so I asked him, can I borrow this camera to take on this trip? And he's like, yeah, you can just have it. And it was a really, really old, old 110 camera with the big blue horrible flash. It shoots like eight frames or something like that. I take this with me on this trip and I just kind of shoot whatever and got the film back. And of course, you know, those photos were horrible, but (laughs) that just kind of started me on my journey. And then later on, just through the years, I would buy, you know, point and shoot cameras and just kind of play around and, 
And at one point in my, I'm dating myself now here, in my late 20s, I uh, moved in with a roommate and she noticed that I was always taking pictures and I, you know, would label everything. Like I'd get my film back and I like label all the folders and do all this stuff. And she's like, why aren't you a photographer? Why don't you just become a photographer? And I was like, oh, I should do that. hilarious so it's been it's been kind of like a thread throughout for a long time for you yeah yeah Yeah. and so then I started when I decided to do that I just started the first thing I did is I went to the library and checked out probably every photo book that was there and then um, I would go to like garage sales every time I went to a garage sale or a used bookstore I would just pick up books on photography and then I'd read something and then I'd go and try to practice it and try to do it myself and I just kept kind of doing that and then eventually at some point I was like you know maybe I should go to school for this (laughs) so I ended up going to MCTC, uh, which is Minneapolis Community and Technical College, and I went there and just kind of went from there. I, you know, studied photography. I took the first two classes, which were all about film, you know, when people were still shooting film uh-huh. <laughs> back in the day. So I learned my first, you know, thing about photography as far as shooting film and developing film and making my own prints and then moved on up to the uh, digital program and graduated from uh, MCTC in 2005. So from there, I did it kind of part-time here and there. I'd do, someone would ask me, oh, could you do this graduation photo? Sure. Could you do this wedding? Sure. Can you do this? And so I just kind of picked up things along the way. And over the years, I uh, worked in many, many, many different types of jobs, anything from retail to food industry, and finally um, started working in corporate America. And even then, when I was still working there, I was still doing the photography on the side, but I felt like, ah. I I don't want to do this anymore. I really, when am I going to venture out? And it was that fear of making that jump. Okay, I want to do this full time. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, I have this secure job. I shouldn't do that. Okay, no, wait, you should do that. Okay, wait, no, maybe not. So (laughs) just kind of going back and forth years and years. And then finally, in 2019 of August, I made the decision, actually a little bit earlier than that in the year, made the decision that I was going to leave my full-time corporate job and pursue this full-time. And that's what I did. And it was very scary uh, to do so, but I did it. And here I am. That's awesome. So Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. And I, I'd like to dig into that a little bit more. Uh, one of the reasons that I love doing these listener stories is because there are so many folks at different points in the journey. And I think the point where many people are curious about what other people are doing and how they did it is is what you're talking about. Kind of like, thinking about leaving your job and then like being scared and thinking about leaving your job again and then being scared. And it just is almost like a, reminds me of kind of just like a record going round and round, you know, it's like skipping like, Oh, we're back again. Oh, you know, and it's, and for you, was it just something that wouldn't go away? Would you describe it that way? Or, Or what sort of brought you to a point? What kind of tools, resources, things did you do that brought you to a point where you were like, you know what? I'm never going to get around the fact that this is a risk, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I started thinking about, actually, this is going to sound really funny, retiring. I started thinking of head as going, when I'm 65 or 70 years old, am I going to look back and go, you know, you should have left this job a long time ago so you can pursue your photography full time. And so I started thinking about that. And then also it was the pressure of working in corporate America just, you know, some of the politics that I just wasn't agreeing with, you know, just not really 
getting along and feeling, you know, what was going on in, in that particular environment at the time. And it just started really picking at me. So like I said, I was still doing things part time, doing, you know, shoot shoots here and there, um, being in a couple of art shows, being in the state fair. And it was just where I was just starting to feel like, OK, I have this gift. I have this talent. I really love doing this. Why am I still here in this cubicle? <laughs> so I uh-huh. made that decision. Yeah, I was like, why am I still here? Why am I still doing this? And so I had a very deep conversation with my boyfriend earlier in the year of 2019. And I said, you know, I think at the end of the year, I need to leave. And so he's like, okay. He's like, so what's the plan? So we sat down, we talked about it. We made a budget, we did all those things. And then I was supposed to technically leave. I was going to wait until the very end of the year in December, but things just kept getting on my nerves. Like I was getting to the point where I'd come into work and I'm like, I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to be here. Already checked out. (laughs) So then Mm -hmm. it turned to December to November to October. (laughs) Then I had an opportunity with one of my close friends who was going to be going on a trip to California in September. And she said, hey, I want you to come along with me so that we can do a photo shoot on the beach. I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, we're going in September. And I was thinking, I've used up all of my PTO time. How am I going to do this? I was like, do I stay here and then be upset with myself that I I missed this opportunity or do I take it? So I was like, all right. I remember sending my boyfriend a text going, all right, the last day here at my job is August 19th. (laughs) And, And he's like, okay, what happened to December? I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> so, that's amazing. There was that. And so I left uh, my job, like I said, on August 19th. And the very next day, the state fair started, which I had already been um, entered in. So that was exciting. And then that next month, I was in California for a couple of days. Actually, we went twice. <laughs> oh, so. awesome. Well, and I want to, you know, for folks listening, I think one of the important things that you did and I know you from, like I said, we've worked together before and, and I've watched your progression and, and the preparation you've put in. So not only were you prepared with, you know, really thinking about where you wanted your business to go, but you also, it sounds like, were very open and communicative with your partner so that it wasn't like, I'm, I'm done, you know, um, because <laughs> the risk is... Although it came to that almost a couple <laughs> times. There were a few times I woke up in the morning and I looked up, I remember one day I did, I woke up and I looked at him and it was like 5.30, I was supposed to get up and I was like, oh God, I can't do this. I just want to tell him, honey, I- I'm not going back in that place. I'm going to leave all my stuff there and I don't even care. But then I was like, no, you can't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's funny. I Like I can resonate with that so much. That's, that's what I felt like when I was teaching. And you know, I, there are things I miss about it for sure. I'm, I think I'm naturally just predisposed to be some kind of teacher or mentor, but I, I miss the kiddos, but I, I certainly don't miss that feeling, that feeling. And, and I mentioned this in another interview, you know, not everyone has that feeling either, you know, for some folks, the, the, um, the pull to do this might be just part-time and, and keep a job. But I do think that there are, I think it's super important to check in with our intuition and our bodies and just how we feel when, mm-hmm. when we feel icky, because that's, in my opinion, in my own belief system, something when we're pushing up against something day after day, and it just feels like 
pushing a boulder up a mountain. It's like, you know, that's that's not the place that that's telling you something, you yeah. know, and there may be steps that you have to put in to prepare to get out of that situation. But it's, you know, for those listening, if you're feeling that, you know, really consider it may not be exactly this route, obviously, but but listen to that. And I'm, yeah. I think it's really cool that you did even sooner than you had planned. <laughs> oh, it's sooner than I had planned. And I, I feel like it was kind of like fate, you know, getting that opportunity to travel to California, which I had never been um, before. So it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm taking this leap and, and here we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let's talk about that just a little bit more uh, before we wrap up. I'm curious, what would you say, and, and this is a question I get a lot, like, what's the hardest part about doing that? What are, you know, maybe one or two top of the list challenges that you've experienced since since leaving your job almost a couple years ago now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the biggest challenge for me for leaving, or do you mean more Just like- since that decision, yeah, you oh, know, because okay. I think, you know, making that decision is one challenge, but then there, then you step into a whole other planet of challenges being organized and disciplined like that is. I love how you just answered that right away. You're like being organized and disciplined. (laughs) That's That's what it is. I mean, because you go from having this job that, you know, you have to be at, you know, certain time of the day and for those certain hours and that you're working and then you come home and do whatever. But when you're your own boss, then it's like, you have to make this schedule. I have to make myself get up at this certain time in order to get these tasks done during the day. And nobody is telling me, you know, what to do. So it's up to me. And if I don't do it, then it's like, this is your fault. You didn't get that done because you can't blame it on anyone else but yourself. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. That so organization that. and discipline. And, and I think self-starting is something that... Mm-hmm doesn't come easily to probably many people. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are on personality yeah. traits, but I, I think that for some people it's harder than for others. And that's that's a huge adjustment. For me, it was too. My whole life I had been going to school or going to work. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you know, I have to, <laughs> I have to be at work, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, in setting that schedule to say, okay, I'm going to get up at eight o'clock and, you know, yeah, start your day. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was yeah, I found I found that it took kind of like testing out different things for myself where, oh, I just I was really quite blase about work for that whole month. And then it started to not feel so good. Like, I think we naturally cycle back towards a need to be somewhat productive, you know, to create things to be on task. Like, I think the idea of forever vacation without anything pushing us is is not actually that much fun. You know, I've taken some pretty long stretches of time off oh, in this 10-year career. Too. <laughs> that first that first month of not having to go to work was just something else. I was like, yeah. I would do things, but I'm like, I have to get up at 5.30 today. So I think I'll get up at 9. Eh, today, yeah. I think I'll get up at 11. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's one of those things, but yeah. And that's, I believe, you know, that's your body decompressing. That's your mind decompressing. I think we're all on this very fast conveyor belt most of our lives. And if we're lucky enough to be able to have the freedom to jump off, that's really cool. Well, I think I'll I'll leave it there for now. We can dig into a little bit more of this, you know, the challenging side of stuff uh, in part two. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you uh, on the internet? One or two spots that are your sort of top places. Oh, okay. On uh, Instagram, that's going to be Letta, so L-A-E-T-I underscore one photography. 
Um, otherwise, you can just Google Leti Photography, uh, L-A-E-T-I Photography, and you'll find me out there on Perfect. several different things. <laughs> yeah. And we'll obviously link to all of that in the show notes. But thank you so much, Letta. We'll be back here for part two soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to join myself, Letta included, and a lot of other listeners of the show in conversation and in community, jump in our Facebook group. It's free. We have all kinds of stuff going on in there from meetups to Q&As, polls, learning, all kinds of stuff. So just look for Photo Business Help Community on Facebook or go to photobizhelp.com forward slash community. The Photo Business Help Greenhouse is the only membership of its kind that offers lifestyle photographers a nurturing space to connect, a proven path to clarity using my experience with the other courses and content I've taught over the years, and the exact tools that you need to grow a profitable and more importantly, enjoyable photography business without the burnout, the overwhelm, and the feelings of isolation that many of us business owners get. So what's included? Uh, Full access to the entire photosynthesis course, previously Profit Plan, and all of the other courses. Weekly coaching, community connection, a big old resource library, guest experts each month, talking about things like client communication, SEO, and mindset, and all sorts of other goodies. A private Facebook group for members only, exclusive events, all kinds of stuff. The Photo Business Help Greenhouse is a membership that you're going to want to at least take a look at if any of this sounds super fun to you. Before the doors officially open, which will be sometime this summer, 2021, you can jump on the Photo Business Help Greenhouse waitlist. And that way, when things happen and start to happen, you'll be the first to know and you can learn more about it then. So head to photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist to get on the waitlist for the greenhouse. And remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.